to the Montana Middle, your podcast for Montana politics. I'm Dan West, and today's episode features President Trump's second visit to Montana in just two months. He came to Great Falls on July 5th, and this time on September 5th, he came to Billings to rally for Matt Rosendale. Before getting to the president's speech, a word about our sponsors and the DC update. In its quest to bring the best of Montana to the internet, the Montana Mint supports this podcast. Together, we are striving to make Montana politics more accessible for all Montanans. To keep up with interesting Montana news, check out the Montana Mint at www.montana-mint.com and subscribe to their newsletters about Montana sports and politics. And check out their Montana sports podcast called Montana Mint Sports. This episode is also made possible by the Hotel Finland in the great city of Butte, Montana. Locally owned and operated in the heart of Montana, the Hotel Finland offers affordable luxury and relaxation options at the same price or cheaper as those boring chain hotels along the interstate. Because in Montana, chains are for tires. Montana Tech's homecoming will be here before you know it, and the Hotel Finland is the best place to stay when watching the ore diggers. Experience all the grit and glamour Uptown Butte has to offer. Walk to some of the best eats and drinks in the second largest historic district in the USA by staying at the crown jewel of Uptown, the Hotel Finland. Also check out the Cavalier Lounge, located in the Hotel Finland, featuring live music and Montana's greatest beers. The Cavalier Lounge recently installed the smooth hopperator that infuses your beer with fresh ingredients and chills it to the perfect temperature. Most bars have good beer, but the Cavalier Lounge is the only bar in the country that has the smooth hopperator. The Montana Mint and the Montana Middle partner with Montana brands and companies like the Hotel Finland because we all love Montana. So next time you're in Butte, book your room at the Hotel Finland, F-I-N-L-E-N dot com, Finland dot com. Here's the D.C. update. Much of Congress's first week back in session since August recess was dominated by the Senate confirmation hearing of Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court. Senator Daines met with Judge Kavanaugh back in July and supports his nomination. Senator Tester has yet to meet with the nominee. The Senate was in session a little bit in August, and during that time, Senator Tester took to the floor to support health coverage for people with pre-existing conditions. Thank you, Mr. President. I uh, rise today on behalf of... Uh... 152,000 Montanans whose health care coverage is currently in jeopardy. Next week, in a Texas courthouse, uh, will become the newest battlefield in the war against health care. The latest attack is a lawsuit attempting to get rid of legal protections for folks with pre-existing conditions. Protections that make it illegal for insurance companies to deny health care coverage or charge absurd rates because of common conditions, conditions like high blood pressure or diabetes or heart disease or cancer or even pregnancy. These protections were signed into law almost 10 years ago, passed by majorities in both the House and the Senate. And despite many attempts to undermine them, they've been upheld by the Supreme Court and continue to be supported by members of both parties in Congress. 
And that is because an overwhelming majority, more than three-fourths of Americans, support these protections. In fact, the Kaiser Family Foundation recently reported that 88% of Democrats, 77% of independents, and 58% of Republicans think it's very important to maintain protections for folks with pre-existing conditions. So why are we even here? Well, in June, the Department of Justice announced it would stop defending these critical protections in court. That's correct. You heard it right. A bunch of unelected bureaucrats have decided to stop defending the law of the land that protects folks with pre-existing conditions. This decision not only harms millions of Americans, it threatens to create chaos in the marketplace and could drive up health care costs, not to mention it's a dereliction of duty. Senator Daines and Congressman Gianforte sent a letter to the head of FEMA to release emergency disaster funding for six Montana counties that suffered from flooding earlier this year. The letter also asked FEMA to pay attention to an appeal of this funding denial from Governor Bullock, should it come. That's it for the D.C. update. Now here is an overview of President Trump's recent speech in Billings. For the second time in two months, President Trump was in Montana rallying for Matt Rosendale and against John Tester. The first time was July 5th in Great Falls. This time, he was at Rimrock Auto Arena at Metro Park in Billings, where a crowd of 10,000 greeted him. It's historic when a sitting president visits Montana at all, so it's pretty amazing that this one has visited twice in two months. His speech lasted over an hour and he was accompanied by Matt Rosendale and other prominent Montana Republicans. So Trump starts his speech around 7 p.m. Hello, Montana. This is going to be a lot of fun. Thank you. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's no place like a Rosendale rally. Forget Trump. Rosendale. But there is no place like a Trump rally, right? We have a good time. We have a good time. And in the election, we won this state by a lot. That was not close. But I am thrilled to be back in big sky country with so many of my great friends and true American patriots. Thank you. Thank you. From the Rocky Mountains to the Great Plains, The people of Montana love our country, love our country so much. They honor our values, and you always respect our great American flag. You see what's happening. He goes on to talk about how America is winning again, touting the economy, stock market, and low unemployment. He talks about jobs for coal miners, ranchers, loggers, and farmers, rebuilding the military, crushing terrorists, and caring for our veterans. He brings up the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh for the Supreme Court and says Kavanaugh deserves bipartisan support. Trump gives a shout-out to Montana Republicans in attendance, Senator Daines, Attorney General Tim Fox, Secretary of State Corey Stapleton, State School Superintendent Elsie Arnson, Montana GOP Chairwoman Deborah Lamb, and Congressman Gianforte. When he introduces Gianforte, he jokes about how Gianforte assaulted a reporter last year. A true champion... For Montana, and I'll, I'll tell you what, this man 
has fought in more ways than one for your sake. He has fought for your sake. Greg Gianforte, he is a fighter and a winner. He's a winner. Great. Trump then introduces Matt Rosendale. Rosendale comes out and delivers a five-minute speech. Here it is. Welcome back to Montana, Mr. President. This crowd is all here for you. And what a crowd it is. Thank you for fighting for us and for always putting America first. Montana is going to right a wrong this November, and we're going to send you the conservative reinforcements that you need to continue your good work. My promise to each and every one of you is that I will always put Montana first and stick with President Trump to make sure we advance his agenda. We're going to repeal and replace Obamacare and give you options on health care that you can actually afford. We're going to protect your public lands and fight against the liberals that are trying to grab your guns. We're going to confirm more justices like Neil Gorsuch and Kavanaugh, people that will uphold the Constitution and defend your Second Amendment rights. Speaking of the Second Amendment, we have some breaking news tonight. We were informed and learned last night that the NRA has endorsed my campaign. We're going to secure our border, enforce our laws, and build that wall. keep this economy growing your taxes low and get government off of your back and out of your wallet we've all seen the problems with big government politicians representing themselves and not us intoxicated with privilege and power they start worrying about the next election instead of the next generation President Trump, I agree with you. We need term limits. That 
That's why, if you elect me, I promise to serve no more than two terms. The people of Montana support term limits. They believe in doing your job and returning home, and so do I. President Trump, thank you for your support. We need everyone in this room and across this state to step up, and we can win this race. President Trump and I are counting on you to help us here. So tonight, I humbly stand before each and every one of you and ask for your vote this November. Together, we will win this race, and we will send President Trump the support and help that he needs back in Washington. Thank you, Montana. Thank you, President Trump. May God bless each and every one of you and the United States of America. Thank you. Trump takes the microphone back. He asks Montanans to vote for more Republicans for the wall and also how Democrats will take your guns away, open the borders, take away Social Security, Medicare, and make you pay more in taxes. Then he starts to go after John Tester specifically. Because he happens to live in this swamp and he loves this swamp. John Tester, I feel a little guilty because, you know, he did run the most beautiful commercial I heard yesterday. It started. And he's like my best friend, President Trump this, President Trump that. It's amazing when you win a state by a lot of points, how even Democrats can like you. Isn't that crazy? But the problem is he's never going to vote for me. He's not going to vote. But he's taken more cash from lobbyists than almost anyone in the entire Senate. He's controlled by his donors. One of the saddest things I've seen is when John Tester and what he did to a great, great man, Admiral Ronnie Jackson. Admiral Jackson was subjected to horrible lies and smears. Now, I'm, you know, a victim of that too, but I'm sort of getting used to it. At least it's my job. You know, I was going to say, I'm a politician. I never thought I was going to say, I'm a politician. Can you believe, I'm a, I guess I'm a politician? He digresses a little. He goes on to talk about books being written about him and about how Democrats' opposition to Brett Kavanaugh makes them look foolish. But then he gets back to Tester. I just want to finish off that. What Tester did to Admiral Jackson should never, ever be allowed. Ronnie Jackson is a great man. Ronnie Jackson has led a great and beautiful life. And to have lies told about him, I would never repeat what they are. See, in my case, they repeat them. I say, don't repeat them. They're terrible. They say, no, we're going to deny them. Do we love Sean Hannity, by the way? He continues on, talking about his own mental health and competency. He reminds the crowd that the fake news is in the back. 
He talks about how his path to victory in 2016 went through 17 primary opponents and how he took down the Bush dynasty. He talks about how Hillary didn't campaign in Michigan and Wisconsin and stole the primary from Bernie. He uses these examples of his ex- of success in the election and while he's been in office to demonstrate his competency. He goes into foreign policy, talks about his success with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un to stop nuclear testing and return American hostages. He talks about how he got NATO countries to pay more into their defense budgets. Paying, and they should pay. But they were saying that I didn't treat them well. If I would have done what they said, or if I would have done what these consultants and these people that I watch on television who used to do this stuff, they all failed. They failed miserably. So we have our own way. It's a great way. But it's really interesting because when I was dealing with North Korea and they were saying, he's too tough, he's too tough. One of my best meetings ever was with Vladimir Putin. And they said, he was too nice. He was too nice. They wanted me to have a boxing match on the stage. We had a great meeting. We talked about Ukraine. We talked about Syria. We talked about the protection of Israel. We talked about so many great things. But they came back and they said, it was terrible. I said, what was terrible? We had a great meeting. And you know, when I came off stage, I said, that was a great meeting. Thank you. That was a great news guy. Then I got onto the plane and they said, sir, I don't think they like, I said, they, they liked it. They're just fake. They're fake news. We had a great meeting. It was a great meeting. And you know the funny thing? If I was tough, if I would have said, you're never going to do this again. There'll be no more of this and no more of that. And stood him right in the face and then started boxing. You know what would have happened? They would have said, he's too tough. That was a disgrace to our nation. The truth is, With these people, you can't win, but we're winning. I'm president. You're president. We're winning. He goes back to John Tester and Tester's positions on Obamacare and immigration. So everybody knows John Tester's game. He says one thing in Montana, but does the exact opposite in Washington. That's what happens. He'll come home and tell you about your Second Amendment, then he'll vote for something where you knock the hell out of it. John Tester talks like he's from Montana, but he votes like he's Nancy Pelosi. That's what he votes. He's a Nancy Pelosi. No, look at his look at his voting. It's the same voting as Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, and the legendary Maxine. John Tester voted no on tax cuts, and he voted for the Obamacare disaster, which we almost repealed and replaced, but we'll get it done. And remember this, remember this, we got rid of the most unpopular element of Obamacare, right? The individual mandate. We got rid of the individual mandate. That was the most unpopular single. That is where you have the right to pay a fortune for the privilege of not having to pay a fortune for bad health care. Right? It's incredible. But we got rid of it. We'll get rid of all of it. And, and you know, one thing I have to say also, Obamacare was going up 115%, 125%, 80%, 60%, 53%, all different places. It was going up massively. You know, 
we want to repeal and replace it. And if we get enough Republicans, we will, and we'll have a much better health care. We've already come up with some of them, association care, etc. But... But to do it, and we will do it, we had it. We had it done. We had it done. But remember, Tester voted no. He voted no on Kate's law. Kate's law. What could be better than Kate's law? He voted no on enhanced vetting for refugees. Let's not vet them. Let's just let them pour right into Montana, and you see what's going on. And John Tester voted in favor of deadly sanctuary cities. Tell me that. So that's not a person from Montana. I have a lot of friends in Montana. I don't get, I mean, I don't get it. How did he get elected? How did he get elected? John Tester voted for very liberal Obama judges 99% of the time. And yet, he would make it impossible for an incredible, distinguished admiral, doctor, not to get in. Figure that one. And yet, super liberal judges, many of whom are mocked and scorned. And John Tester voted against our incredible Supreme Court Justice, Neil Gorsuch. How do you do that? How do you do that? First in his class at Harvard, first in his class at Oxford, and he decides, I think I'll vote no. And by the way, Justice Gorsuch is great, and he's doing a fantastic job, and Justice Kavanaugh will do the same thing. Trump goes on to criticize the calls for him to be impeached when he's doing such a great job, citing economic indicators and getting judges confirmed. He talks about the New York Times and how they are going to go out of business. And he talks about the anonymous op-ed by one of his staffers that the Times published last week. He goes on to talk about trade and the bad deals we've gotten into. He goes back to the economy, talking about tax cuts, deregulation, and low unemployment. He explains his approach to trade renegotiation. And then he talks about updating his campaign slogan from Make America Great Again to Keep America Great. Soon we're going to have to change because we are doing well. So when do we change, make America great again, to keep America great? I don't know. Soon, soon. We're draining the swamp, and the swamp is fighting back. But don't worry, we will win. We will win. We always win. We always win. This November, you need to vote Republican. Vote for Matt Rosendale and vote to put America first. Have to do it. Have to. Republicans stand for stopping illegal immigration, fixing horrible trade deals, cutting your taxes in a major, major way, biggest tax cut in the history of our country. And in addition to that, we got Anwar. You know what that is, right? In Alaska. They've been trying to get that approved for 50 years. We got it approved. It's part of that plan. We got Anwar means that they allowed drilling in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge in Alaska, which is not really a win because gas prices still went up this year. 
And so it's still a controversial issue. Also, his was not the largest tax cut in U.S. history. According to the U.S. Treasury Department, it's the fourth largest since 1968. The three that were larger were Reagan's tax cuts in 1981 and two bills passed by Obama to extend the Bush tax cuts permanently. I have to pause from the recap for a moment to explain that during his whole speech so far, there is a young man wearing a plaid shirt standing in the bleachers behind President Trump. He claps for some things, but it's clear by his facial expressions that he's thinking critically about some of the president's other remarks. He's standing directly behind the president in the bleachers, so he's on national television. People around the country are noticing, and he starts to go viral as hashtag plaid shirt guy. So at this point into the speech, about 50 minutes in, a woman walks into the bleachers and asks plaid shirt guy to leave, takes a spot. The media goes crazy. Plaid shirt guy gets on CNN. And you can hear his interview later as today's last word segment. Back to the speech. Trump goes back to positive economic indicators again. Low unemployment, job creation. He says he's created millions of new jobs, including energy jobs in the oil and gas and coal industries. We've added 100,000 jobs, building pipelines and supporting the production of oil and natural gas. We've added something great to our portfolio by increasing exports of clean, beautiful coal by over 60 percent, 60 percent. And Montana knows something about coal. Think of that, over 60 percent, we freed it up. It's a great natural resource for us. Clean, I call it clean, beautiful coal, what they can do with coal today. In the first eight months of 2018, Montana coal production increased by 2.5 million tons. It's a lot. That's a lot, right? To continue this incredible momentum, we need to elect more Republicans like Matt Rosendale. You got to do it because it can be turned off. It can be turned off so quickly. He talks about reforming the Dodd-Frank Act for small banks and the VA Accountability Act, which are actually two bills that were introduced by Senator Tester. Trump goes on and talks about an increase in military spending and the Space Force. He talks about the new U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem, which he said cost only $400,000 to build, but official estimates are that it cost over $20 million. That brings him to the end. We're standing up for your values. We're standing up for Montana. And we're standing up for our national anthem and our flag. But if Democrats get back into power, they will try to reverse all of our incredible gains, gains like nobody thought possible. So this November, you need to get your friends, get your family, get your co-workers, and get out and vote Republican. Get out and vote for Matt Rosendale. He's going to be a great senator, and he'll always vote for what we want. He will always vote for America first, for Make America Great Again. Matt will always be voting for us. Won't just be talk. Loyal citizens like you help build this country. 
And together we are taking back our country. Sometimes not so easily, but it's happening and it's happening fast. We're returning power back to where it belongs, back to the American people. Our American ancestors braved the oceans, tamed the wilderness, won a revolution, and fought to victory in two world wars. We defeated fascism, triumphed over communism, and we delivered millions into freedom. Our ancestors built the railroads, linked the highways, and they proudly planted an American flag on the face of the moon, which is not shown in that movie. They did not show that in the moon. See, what they're missing is that that movie would have been a much bigger success if they planted the flag like they were supposed to. We stand on the shoulders of generations of American patriots who knew how to work, knew how to fight, and knew how to win. Just like them, we're going to keep on fighting and we're going to keep on winning. We will not bend. We will not break. We will never give in. We will never give up. We will never, ever back down. And we will always fight on to victory. We're going to have victory. We're going to keep it going. Because we are America. And our hearts bleed red, white, and blue. We are one people, one family, and one glorious nation under God. And together, we will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. It's already happened. We will make America safe again. And above all, we will make America great again. Thank you very much, Montana. Thank you. Thank you. Today's Last Word segment features plaid shirt guy from the Trump rally in Billings. Here's his CNN interview. Something stood out to us at the president's rally in Billings, Montana last night, and you may have noticed it too. I want you to take a look. Look at the guy in the plaid shirt to the left of the president. He's screen left, but actually he's standing behind the president's right shoulder, okay? So you can see him making faces and even seeming to mouth something in response to the president's speech. Watch this. It's hard and harder to win than popular vote. Popular vote, you go to three, four states and boom, 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 you win the... It's like the 100-yard dash versus running the mile. You practice differently. She forgot that. She forgot to go to a couple of very important states. (laughs) His reactions to the president's comments went viral, earning him the nickname Plaid Shirt Guy on social media. Well, his real name is Tyler Linfesti, and he is a senior at Billings West High School, and he joins me now. Tyler... Thank you for joining us. Good evening. You have become a viral sensation since this rally uh, last night. I want to play another clip, and then we're going to talk. Here it is. We've picked up a lot of support because 
At some point, this whole thing is going to be exposed. More Americans are working today than ever, ever, ever before. <laughs> I think that was a not true. But listen, you're not a Republican, but you're not a Trump supporter. In fact, you were wearing a Democratic Socialist America no. pin, which you're wearing now. Why were you there? Yes. Uh, well, I originally signed up to go to the rally about a week before uh, the rally was going to happen. I brought three of my friends with me, and honestly, I just wanted to go just to, you know, see the president and uh, hear what he had to say. I mean, I'm not going to pass up the opportunity to see the president of the United States. Yeah. Well, so, Tyler, were you deliberately making faces, or was that a natural reaction? Um, all of those reactions were my actual reaction. Um, I would have made those faces uh, if anyone were to say that to me. Uh, I, was not, I was not trying to protest. Uh, those were just my actual honest reactions. Uh, yeah. So what was it like? Because we know the president often says things that are not true, but the people there are eating it up. Yeah. Do you think they know it's not true? You did. You were like, right. well, that, you, were, you said at one point, not true, and then you said, what? And I think you said, yeah. have you, when he said he's gained more supporters? Right. Yeah, I said, have you, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, each time I see one of these rallies, you know, I see people behind Donald Trump clapping and cheering and being super enthusiastic. And I've always wondered myself, you know, are those people really being genuine? Uh, so when I got back there, I knew that I was going to be genuine. I was going to give my actual reaction to the things he said. So whenever I disagreed with him, you could tell that I disagreed. Uh, but whenever I agreed with him, you know, I clapped. I clapped as well. You know, at one point he uh, railed against NAFTA. I, I personally don't like NAFTA. Um, at one point he said uh, he thought that uh, the primary election was stolen away from Bernie Sanders. I clapped at that as well. I also think that the primary was starting, stolen away from Bernie Sanders. Uh, but, yeah, there are also plenty of things I disagreed with, as you saw. Yeah. Uh, you know... Uh, he talked about his tax plan a lot. Um, I, you know, 82% of the benefits of the tax plan go to the top 1% of Americans. Uh, so clearly this tax plan was not for the middle class. You know, it didn't help, didn't help people like me, uh, people like my friends. Okay, so then during the, at some point they realized, right, that you were, I guess they weren't happy with what you were doing. And then they sent someone in yeah. to replace, to relieve you. And then they also replaced your two friends, yeah. even though they weren't making the same facial expressions that yeah. you were, right? Why, why were you and they told to right. leave? What did they tell you? Well, I think, I think they, they didn't really tell me anything. Um, but, I mean, I, I think I know why they removed me. It's because, well, before the rally, they told us that, you know, you have to be enthusiastic. You have to be clapping. You have to be cheering for Donald Trump. Uh, and I wasn't doing that because, you know, I wasn't enthusiastic and I, I wasn't happy with what he was saying. So I think... So it's like they warm some, you up before like a talk show or, of, or like a game show by getting you excited. They tell you you have to be enthusiastic? Yes, they told us we had to be enthusiastic. Uh, they, they tried to make me and my friends wear the, the, the MAGA hats, the Make uh, America Great Again hats. Uh, I was not wearing one, as, as you saw, yeah. So uh, the woman, she came in and she just said, uh, I'm, I'm going to replace you. Uh, and I just, I just walked off. I knew I was getting kicked out for not being enthusiastic enough. So I decided just to not, not to fight it.
Uh, and then just some Secret Service guys escorted me into like this back room area. And um, yeah, they just, they sat me down for 10 minutes, looked at my ID and then just told me to leave. Very respe respectfully, respectfully uh, told me to uh, just leave and not come back. Uh, you're officially known as Plaid Shirt Guy. There are memes on the internet, people yep. saying, buy that guy a beer. Another one says, not all superheroes wear capes. Some of them wear plaid shirts. How does your newfound fame right. feel? Uh, it feels it feels unbelievable. I mean, I can't really comprehend um, everything that's going on. It's been, like The past 24 hours have been completely insane. <laughs> uh, you know, I see people, like, people at school recognize me. Hey, that's plaid shirt guy. Like, yeah, that's me. That's hard to believe. You know, at, at first, you hear plaid shirt guy, and you like, like, what is that? And then you realize, oh, that right, that's me. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations. I, I, you made our day. Everybody in the studio is laughing, and we love you. We think you're hilarious. And listen, yeah. you're an American, and yeah. you can express yourself, and, and you did it, and, you know, more power to you. Thanks for coming on, okay? Yep, thanks for having me. Thank you. That's it for this episode of The Montana Middle. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can find the podcast at www.themontanamiddle.com, on Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Guitar music for this podcast was provided by my sister, June West. Thanks for listening. Take care. Mm -hmm.